This is episode 93 of the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and here is Mindy Carney. Hello, hello. Still making podcast episodes in May. I know. I thought, is this it? Is this it for the summer? You have an idea. (laughs) Do you have an idea? (laughs) I thought, I need to have a talk with Wiley. Are we done for the school year, or are we still going? What's the plan? We're still going for now, I guess. Oh, I mean, okay. are we having right. the conversation now? or I don't know. On air? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I thought this would be a good topic that we could dip into before we okay. close out for the summer. Oh, and we need to give people yeah. warning, I think, before we close out for the summer too. We should okay. just stop, should we? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do people care enough? Are they like, oh, that must have been it? Yeah, maybe <laughs> <Shut> not. Because <laughs> when I go on vacation, man, I'm out. Goodbye. I know it. I yeah. know. It's like you yeah. don't hear from Mindy at uh-uh. all no. for a couple uh-uh. of months. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, so news and follow-up. You've got a list here. I got a list here. Yeah. Um, first thing on the list is a tweet I saw from Moat. And okay. uh, we've talked about Moat before, we the yep. audio comments that you can add into Google. And so they've added Moat for docs now apparently oh, as of may okay. 3rd so you can now do moats for uh, comments you can do it for classroom you can do it for slides for gmail for forms mm-hmm. and you can now do it inside of a google doc you just like you know highlight the text that you want to add mm-hmm. a moat audio link to okay. and click on your extension there and record your moat put it in there <laughs> Your moat note? Your moat note, your, yeah. Your your memo note? wonder how they came up with moat. I, I feel like maybe memo note would be a memo good one. Memo note? But yeah. yeah it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good try anyway. I'm not sure if that's right, but it makes sense. All right. I also have, um, we talked about Icons Mania in a we previous did. show. Also from Slides Mania, Icons Mania. They have a, a fun video out that I thought okay. maybe you might like or... Oh. Definitely. Maybe I could see Lynn Kleinmeier playing with these too. But how to create digital stickers using their icons. And you know how, you know, stickers that you get on a a sticker sheet where you peel it and they have that outline that goes around the outside where it got cut from the vinyl cutter and stuff. So she shows you how to use her icons and uh, put them into uh, Google Slides mm-hmm. and create like a really fun kind of sticker out of them where you can put text yeah. underneath them, save them as transparent PNGs, and mm-hmm. then you can put them anywhere you want. So They are darling. Oh, yeah. I love this. Okay, I'm going to leave this tab open. I'm going to come back and check that out for sure. Uh, next up, we saw this <laughs> on Gina Rogers' box uh, or messages. <laughs> <laughs> but Zoom has something called yes. an immersive view now that right. will put 25 people inside yeah. of one virtual background. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. It's a little bizarre, you have to admit. Yeah, it was a little bit bizarre. <laughs> I think it depends on, on the background you choose yes. and, and where you put the people. But uh, the example they have here almost looks like a, you know, like a Last Supper painting sort of thing yeah. with all these mm-hmm. people are sitting at the one table, yeah. but they're not really there. <laughs> the Last Supper in their like, yeah, futuristic office, yeah. Did Gina yeah. have it like they were on like uh there were there was like tiers or something yes. like different stadium seats or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was super funny. Um, but, you know, for a team meeting, if you're looking for something different or to shake something up, I thought it was super entertaining. Because, um, you know, we kind of tried to do this with our um, holiday card at the end of 2020 where we, you know, we're like trying to do like high fives to with one another. And yeah. I don't know, it could really be a way to do something creative for the first couple minutes of a meeting just to kind of get everybody talking and thinking and whatever. So I wonder, you know, if you had a class of the right size, what it would look yeah. like if you put all your students in the same place and it would be like yeah. they were all sitting in the same yeah. virtual room together instead of yeah, all right. in little boxes. So yeah, I don't for know. Sure. It may be yeah. something fun to play with. All right. So Seesaw update. Yeah. Yes. So um, they've introduced something called Progress, which is a premium feature. So you have to have a Seesaw for so- Schools um, subscription, but it I feel like it's just kind of an upgrade to skills. And I we kind of talked about this off air. I'm not sure how many people are using skills within our school district. I kind of feel like you have to be kind of a power user to get to that point where you're using skills or using um, skills effectively. But it's also, it's supposed to um, help you track a little bit about where your students are at, um, how many pieces of evidence they have. You can only use this on the web, though. You are not able to use this in the mobile edition. I did not know um, that. Yeah. So I think they were hoping to get it out to teachers before the end of the school year. And so they just wanted to push this update out because they knew it would be beneficial for teachers that are, you know, doing like progress reports or grades or communicating with families where students are at, especially because students could be all over the place, especially Mm -hmm. this year. Um, So they only pushed it out to the web, knowing that it would be coming hopefully for the mobile um, edition later in the future. Um, So it might be something if you haven't been into skills lately, you might want to take a look. It's going to show up right in your dashboard or journal activities inbox. It now says progress as opposed to what it used to say was skills. So um, might be something to take a look at. If you haven't been using skills, eh, probably not the time to start that up in May, but um, definitely something to keep in mind maybe for next year as you start the year with your Seesaw for Schools count. Yeah, as you look ahead, maybe that's something you can plan ahead to take a look at. And if you are an AEA school and you are looking to get started with the skills, then I'll put Mindy's uh, email address in the show notes (laughs) and you can send her a message. Yes, absolutely. All right, last but not least. um, But most bizarre. Yes. bizarre. (laughs) Things that make you go, huh. (laughs) Kahoot acquires Clever for $500 million. What do you think of that, Mindy? I mean, they're not... They're not associated in any way, shape, or form as far as, you know, tech tools are concerned. Mm-hmm. Clever and Kahoot are, they're not the same type of tool. I don't, Kahoot must really be growing. I am, I mean, I, it's probably a really great investment for them because I think Clever is definitely a great tool. It's a powerful tool. Lots of schools use it. If you don't know what Clever is, it's a, um, a way to have kind of like a single sign-on for your students. Um, works really well with younger kids, I think. But as you know, Kahoot is like a quizzing gaming system. So those two are, that's interesting. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know either. Um, the Ed Surge article here said um, that it was a better deal for um, Clever than it was for Kahoot, oh. but I, I don't know because Clever haven't been quite as popular as mm. in recent years, but um, I don't know. They bought whiteboard.fi, didn't they, as well, Kahoot? So, yeah, just recently, right? Yeah, so they must be looking at expanding their, yeah. their reach in the EdTech market. All right, so up next, main course served to you piping hot is Teachers Pay Teachers. Wow, wow, wow. We're going to go there today. Yeah, we're going to go there today. We've talked about Teachers Pay Teachers, the two of us, lots of times. And I feel like many a time during episodes, we've made comments here and there about Teachers Pay Teachers. And then I get this random box from Jonathan Wiley, and he's like, hey, let's just talk about Teachers Pay Teachers. Let's just put it out there. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. Every time we bring it up in the show, I feel like it is a reasonably controversial thing and everybody sure. has their opinions and views yeah. on it. And I, mm -hmm. in the past, I've always thought, look, let's, let's just not deal with that right now. We, we, yeah. we're gonna, it's going to derail us, take us down the wrong path. But <laughs> today, we're going to go down that path and see where it leads. And then we're going to go on vacation and we're, never gonna, we're not coming back. <laughs> Turning off all for a long time, emails, so. <laughs> notifications, everything else. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if you don't know what Teachers Pay Teachers is, then a little overview is that it is an online platform where teachers can go to research and find materials that other teachers or people have created for their classrooms or for classroom experiences. Yeah, it's an online marketplace, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah right. Um, anyone can sell on Teachers Pay Teachers, whether they anyone. are a teacher or not. Anyone. Mm -hmm. Anyone, yep. Anyone. We'll come back to yep. that maybe. Yep, okay. Uh, but before you can sell, you have to upload at least one free resource. So, right. I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. There are free things on Teacher Pay Teachers, and there are paid mm -hmm. things on Teachers Pay right. Teachers. Right. And the way it works, creators, people who are selling on there, I think they're called Teacher Pay Teacher, Teacher Authors. Oh, okay. They can choose between two different types of accounts. So All as right. a seller, you can get the free basic account, or you can pay for a premium membership that sells for $60 a year. And that just adjusts the cut that you give to TPT um, when you sell something. So mm -hmm. basic membership means that you would get 55% and they would get 45% of all sales. But if yeah. you're a premium member, you get 80% of the revenue on resources you sell. And teacher pay teachers get 20%. If you're a school administrator, you can actually set up a school account and I give funds know to your teachers. I didn't know that okay. either. That was research yeah. for the show here. I found oh, that yeah, out. Nice. Yeah. Well so if you have a lot of teachers using it, you could set up your own school account and put funds in mm -hmm. it for people. Mm -hmm. And teachers can also set up a TPT class fund for parents, friends, or family, or just about anyone else that wants to donate money to you. And then you, you use that money to spend on Teachers Pay Teachers. So almost like a donor's choose. Yeah. And then you say, hey, give me some money so that I can buy things on TPT. And people give you money and then you have to spend it there. Mm -hmm. 
So, so I guess I didn't know that this was a thing either, but I did know that you can buy like gift cards for teachers pay teachers. Cause I've seen that before, like, especially during like teacher appreciation week. Mm. First of all, don't ever give a teacher like a gift card to go buy stuff for her classroom or his classroom. <laughs> what is, would like, you suggest instead? Now that I'm outside of the classroom, I can say that. Please stop doing that. Don't buy your teacher something as a thank you gift that she or he has to use in his or her classroom. It's just not. Get him a gift card for a restaurant. <laughs> Gift cards are good ideas, but yes, like restaurants yes. or Target or, <laughs> yes. you know, places like that are good because, you know, you're yeah. giving gifts to people at the end of the year. Then, yeah, um, yeah it's it's mm-hmm. good to have some flexibility on where yes. you want to spend that and you want to spend mm-hmm. it on you and relax yes. and I mean, I certainly and, do. I mean, I don't yeah. think we should be surprised by that at all. So that being said, okay, so now we've kind of talked a little bit about what teacher pay teachers is. Yeah. Let's talk about, first of all, some of the good things about teacher pay teachers. Now, I, when I was in the classroom, certainly bought things from teachers pay teachers. I mostly did free things. However, I did buy a few things here and there because I was not ready for the day. And so the morning of, I was scrambling trying to find or create something that I needed for something I was doing that day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe Teachers Pay Teachers has something that will fit into this, what I need here. And so it's really great if you're kind of in a bind and you don't have time to create something yourself. Right. So it's like a time saver. Yep. It is. Sure. You know, you could go out and make this, but you know it would take a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, Teachers Pay Teachers is right there. All right. you have to do is click buy and download, and it's yours. And I guess maybe, you know, to go alongside that, there may be, you know, kind of like the flip scenario of that where you know what you want, but you don't really know how to make it. You don't have oh, the sure. skills or ideas mm-hmm. maybe to think about how can I make this topic come to life? I would love to do this, but I've never done that before. I don't know how to do sure. that. And if someone's yeah. already done it for you and it's there mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Teachers Pay Teachers, then yep. I guess it makes sense just to use that. And the other thing I would say is that I always felt like when I was purchasing things for Teachers Pay Teachers that at least I was paying another peer or professional that probably – you know, was using teachers pay teachers as a little bit of a, I mean, what we lovingly call a side hustle, right? So there are very few opportunities, I think, for teachers to do something like that, that um, they can use their, you know, expertise to make a little extra cash. And there's just not a lot of opportunities. We're not being paid well. And so it's a great opportunity for those teachers that are creative, that are creating things for their classrooms to make a little extra cash. I can get on board with that. I think that's great. I think it's unfortunate that we have to do that, that we have to sell our ideas, but maybe that's a con. Maybe that's further down the list. I don't know, but that's that's a system problem, right? Is that we have um, professionals that feel like they have to, you know, sell ideas here or there to make some extra cash, but... Yeah, I mean, in in many ways, teaching is just one of those really, you know, unique occupations because, you know, you end up doing things like spending your own money to 
to buy, purchase things for yeah. your for your kids and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, some of that comes down to not being given you know the materials that you. Yeah. think you need in right. order to to teach something and mm-hmm. you know like you said um teaching is is not known for being the best compensated uh position yeah. out there so you know pe- teachers are going to look for other positions they are going to look to do other things in the summer they're going to yeah. look to do other things on the side just to help um you know make up that that shortfall that they think they need in order to have a good standard of living so mm-hmm. um teachers pay teachers mm-hmm. does give them that opportunity yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah and i'm sure some of those teacher pay teachers on there i've i've seen interviews with them in other blog posts and things and they use the money that they get from teachers pay teachers to buy things for their classroom you know it's not just to mm-hmm. you know help put food on the table it's to yeah. you know stop them spending their own money on supplies and things that they would buy for their classroom they use mm-hmm. their income to you know from tpt to help yeah. buy things for their classroom which is also unfortunate right it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that we're in that that in that situation that that's something that has to be done so but it is you know the it's a creative outlet for people too sure i I would imagine, I mean, like, look at all of the materials, like, we talked about Slides Mania and Icons Mania, right? Like, that's a creative outlet for um, the creator of those things. Um, And so I'm I'm sure there's people that, I enjoy doing that type of stuff, absolutely. Um, I'm lucky that in my position, I can hand those things out for free or send them to people or make copies of them and be like, oh, here you go. Um, So it's it's an opportunity for sure that, um, you know, teachers are taking advantage of. That's great. So it's a time saver. It offers creative ideas that you may not have come across before. And it gives teachers a chance to earn a little bit extra money for supplementing Mm -hmm. their income. Right. Let's flip over to the cons. Yeah, Because not everybody is fully supportive of the idea of teacher pay teachers. And what do you think the biggest reason for that is, Mindy? Um, I I think it depends on who you're asking. I mean... I would say that a lot of the argument that I have seen about teachers pay teachers is the copyright issues within teachers pay teachers. So the people that I've seen most vocal about it, I think, are those that um, share ideas and are um, creating things for free. And people take those and take their ideas and put it into teacher pay teachers and people are paying for the ideas of others. So the biggest challenge I think is the copyright around teachers pay teachers and that not necessarily um, those things aren't researched and vetted by teachers pay teachers. So just because you find it on teachers pay teachers doesn't mean it's good. Cute does not mean that it's good. And quite frankly, to be honest with you, if you feel like you're not creative enough to create those things, that software is bought by people. All of those cutesy things that people are putting on those digital worksheets or placemats or cards or whatever is, you know, purchase software by them. Kids don't need that type of stuff to learn and in fact might find it very distracting. So, you know, make a box and put a title in it and have kids do that. You don't need a cute little character on it to make it worthy of your students. It's the idea and the thought and the work that students are doing around something like that that makes it more powerful than the cute character that's on it. All right, let me pull you back a bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
So copyright, yes, I yes. 100% agree with that first point. Um, there's two. There's two things I've I've seen with that that have been problematic. One yeah. is where people package up things that are freely available, like yeah. YouTube videos and you know other graphics that are freely available mm-hmm. on the web. And right. I know you could say, and you can absolutely argue, what they've done here is package stuff together in a way that right. you may not have thought about before. However, all that stuff is free. And a lot of the time, it is not owned by that person. Right. And then they're selling it. And yeah. you don't have that right to do that. And like you said, the um, the the approval policy from TPT is fairly generous, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I've seen, too, that people have reported like, hey, this item is my original thought yes. and it's being sold there. And there's – it that. Teachers pay teachers can be somewhat radio silent when it comes to something like that. So, and and those are just claims that I've seen people make. It doesn't, you know, whether or not those things are true or not true or whatever. I'm just kind of spitting out the things that I've seen people complaining about. So, yeah. And the other thing I saw um, recently in a a blog post was um, these textbook publishers like Heinemann, when they're creating their um, language textbooks, they will often hire authors to write pieces for their textbooks say so they're Mm -hmm. paying people to write for their textbooks and then they're selling their textbooks and there was a case where they paid these uh, poets to um, write a poem and Mm -hmm. then there was countless examples on teacher pay teachers of people who had copy and pasted that poem and put like question sets and things underneath it and Heinemann Mm -hmm. were saying you can't do that that is our that's our content, and yeah, uh, you're just uh, using it um, for your own profit when we yeah. have already paid for the rights to that um, intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is that is problematic, the copyright thing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, you know, we I know that we talk to teachers about that all the time as far as, you know, if you're taking stuff from a textbook, I understand if you – um, you know, want to create some questions around that or whatever, you have to be very careful about copying and pasting content from somewhere else and plopping it into something that you're creating because that's, I mean, just in general, that's a copyright issue. So, yeah. and then if you put it out to be sold or to share with others, you really can get yourself into some trouble. Yeah. So. And the unfortunate thing is like you as a teacher, as a, as a buyer on that website, yeah. you, you're not always going to know if no. this content is in breach of copyright you assume that because it's on sale here it's okay for you to buy it like you don't go to amazon and wonder about whether this seller has the right to sell this item you know you just yeah yeah, you take that for granted yeah and i would say even people who have made that mistake before aren't doing it maliciously Mm -hmm. you know they're doing it because they want to do what's best for their kids and they know that um you know this whatever they're creating is a way to get them thinking about things or whatever without really thinking about or knowing even i mean some some of it's just not understanding all of the you know things around copyright so definitely a challenge within teachers pay teachers for sure 
And you also talked about the uh, the quality. I know I did kind of go off there, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, or at least the you know all the fancy chevron borders and all the yes, rest that people right. put on there. And yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And some research for this show, I I noticed that TPT has uh, artificial intelligence that scans mm. through um, lessons that are uploaded, looking mm-hmm. for specific keywords or things that may oh. flag um, inappropriate things. But, oh. you know, an AI is only yeah. as good as the the people that, that program it, I guess, for right. their approval mm-hmm. process. So that's yeah. kind of where you think in the moderation. There's not an actual human that's looking over every piece thinking, right. you know, oh, yeah. this is good or this is not good. And that has mm-hmm. led to some other problems too because um, – mm. I've got a quote here from Ed Surge about um, a recent study of uh, the most popular lessons for high school English classes on Teachers Pay Teachers. They were rated either as mediocre or probably Mm -hmm. not worth using when compared Mm -hmm. to two other lesson sharing sites, Read, Write, Think, and Share My Lesson. Uh, The materials Mm -hmm. on Teachers Pay Teachers scored the lowest. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's hard to know what you're getting sometime. Um, There was also a school district in Wisconsin that had to put several teachers on leave following a lesson on ancient Mesopotamia downloaded from Teachers Pay Teachers, which asked students to decide how to punish a slave. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, that was problematic too especially yeah. given the you know the racial tensions that we have yes, in our country certainly. yeah so those lessons did get removed and they're no longer there but you know it's mm-hmm. the things that slip through the cracks the things yeah, that people sure. you know i don't know you've really got to be careful about what you find on there and yeah and how you use stuff on there i think Mm-hmm. Well, and I would say, and I, and I understand why they do it this way too, um, but you can see small little previews of what you're purchasing, but you don't necessarily get the whole shebang either. Mm-hmm. So you are purchasing somewhat blindly, and then to get something like that, you know, in a packet or something like that, you know, you're like, oh, geez, I didn't even look at this page number seven here to know that and here we are we're talking about it in class and I wasn't prepared at all so oh certainly so you mentioned a couple other so oh um share a lesson I think I've been there but did you I haven't looked into that at all do you pay for lessons on share a lesson no share my lesson is free and so is read write think yeah yeah. So those are good alternatives too to go and take a look at those things too. I know Teachers Pay Teachers is super popular and might be the first place that you go, but those are a couple other places that you could go and look and see if there are things that might be beneficial. And I think the other big thing that people will talk to you a lot about in terms of teacher pay teachers would be, you know, wouldn't it just be nice to share things for free? Like people yeah. do on that read, write, think, or share my lesson, yeah. you know, for the good of the community and for all the kids in our education system, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then we get into things like open educational resources, which are yeah, exactly sure. designed for that. You know, here's mm-hmm. a resource. You can use it any way you want. You can modify it. Just give credit to the original person and, you know, it's yours for free. Well, and I think, and I, I think I saw this on the show notes somewhere that you've talked about this is... um the other thing that I know has been brought up is if you're using your school computer or software that's been given to you by your school or 
you know, while you're in your classroom, does that intellectual property belong to you or to the school? Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> something else to think about. I don't know if that's a yeah. pro or a con, but that's if you yeah. are doing this as a seller, I know we have we have rules about that at, at Grant Wood, and I know right. other school districts have rules about that too. You know, are you mm-hmm. using school property to profit right. from other things? I mean, in some ways, you know, I mean, maybe you're getting professional development at your school for free right. from, you know, the district to do things, and then you're using that to create paid materials. I, I would just say it's a gray area maybe that you would mm-hmm. need to yeah. just think about and be careful um, when you're selling resources. I mean, we have to get approval if we're doing anything outside of our core job, right? So even if we were to leave our AEA area and go to a different area and they've decided that they will pay us to present or whatever, we have to have all of that approved because the intellectual property that we're probably sharing is also Grant Woods, you know? So it's, I mean, even for anything like that, I think it's just a good conversation to have and make sure that you've asked those questions before it's too late, right? Yeah, for sure. And maybe, you know, you could also say uh, whether you think this is a pro or a con, but, you know, is teacher pay teachers helping you grow as an educator? You know, are you growing and learning from other people because of what Mm -hmm. you are seeing and using on teacher pay teachers? And Mm -hmm. if you are, awesome. You know, if it's giving you great ideas, if it's giving you inspiration, if it's making you think next time I'm going to make this myself or I could put a spin on that, then yeah, awesome. But if it's not, if it is only like a stopgap thing, if it's only I'm completely stuck, what should I do then? Yeah. Maybe there's other ways that you could spend your money that would make you better at what you do, you know, mm-hmm. online classes or books or webinars or PD or, or something um, just as an, as an alternative. If, if, it's, if you're genuinely looking for how to be a better teacher, then mm-hmm. maybe those would be other options you could look at. It's a challenging conversation because I think we both, the two of us, can see both sides of this. And I've watched arguments about this on the Twitters for years. And so it's just, it's super interesting to see people that have been on both sides of it as well. Like, hey, I find really great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. They help save me time. They are, um, help me think about organizing. Like I think about, um, you know, like graphic organizers, things like that ways to organize things I hadn't thought of before or whatever. But I've also seen a lot of people kind of like we mentioned that are like, these are my original ideas and someone else is taking them and and making them their own and making money off of it, which is a challenge too. So I think you just have to be very careful, right? I mean, that's our biggest piece of advice is that if you're going to go there, make sure the materials are, you know, worthy of your students and just be careful with copyright if you're the creator of those things too. Just be very careful. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a good conversation worth having because, you know, I think there's also people out there who don't know about the potential cons to teacher pay mm-hmm. teachers. They just sure. see it right. as this is a resource and I can use it whenever I need it. Right. And, and that's great. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you're getting value from it, more power to you. Yeah, absolutely. But just to... 
be aware that there are there is another side to it and you know there's a dark side of teachers pay teachers. well yeah i mean <laughs> you don't have controversial topics without another side to it so this is right. the other side to it we just wanted yeah, to give both sure. sides and yeah. uh, and try and present it in in a fair way and let and let people make their own decisions from there if you have more um, ideas on the topic of Teachers Pay Teachers, let us know. Yeah. Find us on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. We can do yeah. some uh, follow-up on the next episode. Pros or yeah. cons, something we missed yeah. or didn't talk about, yeah. we'd be happy to um, hear your thoughts. So on to my favorite part of the show. Up next, Tech Nuggets. I um, was frantically 10 minutes before this episode like, Oh God, did I go in and put in my tech nuggets? I think I did. I think I've got tech nuggets in there. I hope I've got tech nuggets. Look at me, how well planned I was. I had tech nuggets before today, already in the show notes. I would go one step further and say you had tech nuggets in before me. I know, which never happens. I went to the dock and I said, oh, Mindy's already got her tech nuggets in. So I do. Yeah, I do. I had... um. Two, right? I knew right away I came across them and I was like, oh, wow, I've got two tech nuggets for a next episode. I don't even know what that next episode is, but I have them. I'm ready. Hmm. Well, since you're ready, let's go. Okay. All right. So this first one is called Literacy Shed. Um, I mentioned earlier that I'm reading the book, The Learning Challenge. This website was mentioned in the book, The Learning Challenge. It is um, a lot of little short videos that promote conversation and discussions that um, I used to use these little bits and pieces of videos, especially like the Disney shorts to talk about visualization and inferences. And um, so lots of little videos that you can go in um, and click on to share with your students and hopefully prompt writing discussion, like I said. Um, Yeah. And they're just kind of fun. So new spot to find little clips of videos. Yeah, I just clicked on, what did I click on here? I clicked on the film trailer shed. And they got some film trailers from True Heart and La Luna and Brave. Yeah. And uh, just some some ideas underneath about how you could use a trailer to Mm -hmm. promote conversation and some literacy Mm -hmm. opportunities. So I like that, Mindy. Yeah, that's a good one. My next one is also a literacy one, uh, which hopefully I haven't done before. It looked familiar to me, but I don't remember talking about it on the podcast. So listeners, if you've heard it, you've got a better memory than I have. (laughs) It's called Verse by Verse. It is a a Google project. And I found out about this one via uh, Larry Ferlazzo's blog. Okay. And so this is an experimental AI-powered website that will help you compose poetry as inspired by classic American poets. So there's a button here that you type, let's write a poem, and it asks you to choose up to three of your favorite American poets. So you can just uh, click on one or two here. So I'll do Walt Whitman and Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Let's do Emily Dickinson too. And once you have your poets, you click next, and then you choose the type of poem that you would like to uh, have. So you can have a 
a quatrain, a couplet, or a free verse, and the number of syllables for each line of verse, and then uh-huh. the rhyming pattern that you would like to use. So these are all yep. great vocabulary, you know, things to talk about yeah, for yeah. literacy and make sure students have an understanding of that. You go through and then you write your first line here. So I will write. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. What. Uh, what an amazing sunny day. Now what do I do? And then you hit enter. And then you okay. will see some suggestions from each of the poets. So I have, what an amazing sunny day. And then uh, Walt Whitman says, bright as the sunset, full in the breeze. Oh. And I can select that maybe as my second line. And I can come on and do um, another line in here together and oh. keep going through. And as I build my poem, oh. I can see suggestions from uh, this AI-powered uh poet on the side and I can use their ideas or maybe use some of their ideas and edit some of their ideas because you know the language that they choose is sometimes a little oldie worldie as you may expect oldie worldie yes oldie worldie worldie. (laughs) (laughs) and you can modify that to you know make your needs I guess so this is fun verse by verse you and some classic American poets can get your homework done kids get your homework done (laughs) (laughs) oh that one's kind of fun oh I like that okay um my next one is called helper bird I got this one um from building bridges I sat through a session with um, Cammie, and I hope I say Cammie's name correctly, I think it's um, Galleon and Gina Rogers. This was actually Cammie's presentation, though, that she shared. I believe it was originally from Stacey Beamer. But um, so Helper Bird is an extension that is an accessibility extension. So within those features, it has text-to-speech, OCR, there's dyslexia support, there is dictation, has immersive reader. There is a really nice annotation on any website type of thing where you can put sticky notes on websites. There's picture dictionary, lots of different things. Now, what I will tell you is, of course, not all of those things are free, um, but there are lots of features that are free within there. So you have the ability to um, change the like the spacing between words, you can give it a grayscale, you can um, eliminate clutter, those types of things. So really nice. I, and I actually think um, the free version of Helperbird is actually pretty powerful in itself. Um, it has the font options, like I'd mentioned for the open dyslexic, you know, so it's got a heavy bottom mm-hmm. for the font. Um, you can change the font size. I think I mentioned word spacing already, um, how the text is aligned. So yeah, a couple of things in there, even with the free version that I think are worth taking a look at. Yeah, this potentially is like that one extension to rule them all that it does so yeah. much in here. And yeah. you know, like you said, you don't get it all for free. Um, right. But the stuff you do get for free is pretty generous. When I first yeah. looked at the 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 list here of what you get and what you don't mm-hmm. get. I didn't scroll down yeah. past text features. And then they have yeah. like content features and then display features yep. and navigation mm-hmm. features and all yep. the other things they have on there. So they have a lot of great stuff on there. That This could be one of those no-brainer extensions you could just give to all your kids. And then for yeah. the kids that maybe need that little bit more, then you can look at those paid options on there too. 
Yeah, I mean, for the paid options too, like for one specific student, just one account, it's $40 a year. Um, but for schools with unlimited users, it says request a, co- a quote, but right underneath that, it's $100 a month. And if you think about that, for unlimited users, $100 a month for an entire school district, that's that's not bad. Yeah. So definitely one to take a look at, I think. All right. So my last tech nugget on here is uh, a new one I came across, but I think it might be a nice one just to tie a bow on our conversation today. Okay. I believe it's pronounced Kialo. Kialo? Okay. Either one of those are a real good try. I I watched a video on it, and I feel like they said Kialo. Um, So it's Kialo EDU, and Uh there is um, a public uh, option as well that's not specifically for educators, Kialo.com, but Kialo-edu.com is the education version. And I think what drew me to this was... The critical thinking part of it because whenever I talk to schools and things about the four C's and we're doing creativity, easy mm-hmm. one to find a bunch of tools for communication. Yep, yep we can get all those collaboration. Yep. There's all the Google stuff, but critical thinking, I end up I say things like, Well, there's coding and then yeah. there's defined STEM, and then I yeah. start to run out of things to say. Yeah. So <laughs> key hello is going to be an extra one I'm going to throw here in my toolkit because it lets you have um, constructive debates in your classroom in an online Mm -hmm. setting. So it could be great for Mm -hmm. virtual learning, but it could also be great for um, face-to-face because you could take a debate, something like, I don't know, maybe teachers pay teachers, and you can Mm -hmm. have pros and cons down both sides, almost like a flowchart of of uh, ideas as people come up with um what their pros and cons are on a specific topic mm-hmm. you can right. vote up or down specific topics so that they rise to the top and then okay. if there's a specific topic that you think um needs more explanation or you have uh, another reason to go into that you can click on that topic and then add another comment into it as well so it really mm-hmm. gives students i think a really rich environment for them to have robust conversations around a topic and to really put forward their their points of view on something. Yeah. And it seems to be completely free. So oh. Kialo, um, EDU is uh, yep. my last tech nugget. Nice. I think I've seen this before, but I don't, like I have an account, but I don't have anything in it. So I don't know. Good one. Yeah. I think definitely mm. upper elementary or middle yeah. high school for sure yeah. could uh, get some value at this one. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we go, maybe we should just give a shout out to Diana from the Boone Community School District. She's a uh-huh. K4 technology education coach and an online kindergarten teacher. God bless her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She wrote us an amazing email about how much she enjoys the podcast. She says uh, we're providing a great resource. She appreciates the pacing, the relevant topics, and, of course, the tech nuggets. Tech nuggets. You know, I had an idea about tech nuggets, Mindy. Oh. And I'm just going to pitch it to you here live on the show. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, let's do this. What? So we're getting close to episode 100. We are. Maybe we should have a big tech nugget bonanza on episode 100. Okay. To celebrate our 100th uh, episode. 
So we're going to move National Tech Nugget Day to just 100th episode day? We're going to do National Tech Nugget Day as well. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I see. I better start stocking up now. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Got it. Maybe, okay. maybe we could yeah. get a guest on or two to help us yeah. with these tech nuggets. Yeah, yeah that would be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, find a big fan of tech nuggets and bring them on here to, to help us out a bit. Mm-hmm. Nugget slam. Got it. All right. Okay. Just a few more episodes to go. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, seven is still a ways away. It's going to be after the summer. So. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. All right. So I think that's everything we have for this episode. I, I don't know if this is going to be our last one before the summer or not. I, know. I got a feeling maybe it won't be, oh. but maybe oh, we'll okay. do one more. Okay. I don't know. Okay. We'll see if we can schedule yep. that in or not. Okay. I'm trying to squeeze one more in. Either way, I can still say until next time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast.